Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. We're going to start off, we're going to open the bowling with my mate and great opening bowler. If you're ever going to throw the new ball to someone, throw it to this man, Trent Copeland's going to talk all things cricket. Uh, we've got Trey Wingo talking all things USA sport, NFL coming into the playoffs, NBA, how they're dealing with the COVID, and Lenny, Lenny Lawler, lawn expert. I want to talk to him. Got a little issue down here at Lake Conjole at the moment. We're starting to uh, just wear a little bit of the bowling crease out. I want to talk to Lenny about how we can get that back up to speed. But I am joined this morning by the great man uh, who would have been absolutely responsible last night, Brett Kamali. Good morning to the Saturday morning. Uh, good Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers. Thank you, Nick Davis. Yes, I was well-behaved last night. Um, didn't even see the midnight fireworks, actually. Um, a bit boring, but anyway. We'll, we'll, Did we'll they even happen anymore? Once you oh, get I don't know. Three, you, I get don't know. Night, you get the kids' ones done, and then that's it. Well, yeah, we, we had dinner at the 9 o'clock ones, and then obviously my my older two daughters were out celebrating and, and enjoying life, and my younger two were at home. So they stayed up and watched the midnight ones. But um, I... I I feel privileged to be on this show because obviously uh, this show is about mowing. And I it am is. OCD <laughs> on my front yard being the best front yard in Woolaware. And I water it religiously, whether it's because I can have a few beers out the front and the kids aren't <laughs> annoying me or whether I can be out the front watering it as a reason to get it. No. I'm a Brad Fittler, but I'm, I'm not a Brad Fittler every day. Do you, mow, do you mow in the bare feet? No, but I am a massive oh. fan of taking the shoes off and walking on the freshly cut grass. <laughs> the best, I think it's one of the best feelings you can ever have in your life. I'm going to say potentially put that on the podium. It could be gold, silver or bronze. Cut your grass, take your shoes off and just walk around the freshly cut thick green grass. It is amazing. So I, a, I little bit of, a little bit of earthing. A little, a little bit, bit of earthing. Yes, a bit of earthing. Yeah. We'll get into your uh, your mowing exploits later on in the show, but we'll just quickly go through the scores from last night. The Adelaide Strikers-Sydney Thunder game, we spoke about it on drive yesterday afternoon. It was able to go ahead uh, despite a, uh, a positive COVID test in the Thunder squad, but Jason Sanger, best on ground, absolutely. 91 not out. What an innings it was. And the Thunder set the Strikers. Uh, they were three for 187. In response, the Strikers could only manage 165. Not a bad chase. John O'Wells, 46, but the strike is really struggling this year without uh, Travis Head and Alex Carey. And also overnight in the NBL, and you can catch every every, every NBL game live on ESPN with KO. Cairns Taipans, uh, 78, were defeated by the Perth Wildcats, 84. The Wildcats got up there in that game. It, uh, and Bryce Cotton, how good is that, man? I, I don't know how or why or if they're struggling for players in the NBA. In the NBA. Now Bryce Cotton doesn't get a, a, a crack over there. But as I said, to top the show off, if I am a captain, if I'm the captain of anything, if I'm the captain of my cricket team, if I'm the captain I and self-appointed captain of the Saturday Morning Mowers, uh, if I'm the captain of Channel 7, there's only one person that I am looking to throw the new ball to. And if you're looking at people to be responsible on New Year's Eve, the, the Copelands are your absolute posters for New Year's Eve festivities. And he joins us now. My mate, Trent Copeland. Good morning, Copes. Good morning. Yeah, I'm not sure Ricky Ponting would be happy with me being dubbed the captain, but uh, yeah, no, I'll take it. Dickie, how was your New Year's? Uh, it was good. It was good. It was uh, it was pretty subdued because uh, I said I'm captain of the uh, 
captain of the Saturday morning mowers. So I need to be on my best behaviour on New Year's. And I did actually train. I didn't put it on our WhatsApp group for fear of ridicule, but there was a slight hamstring strain out on the lake water skiing yesterday. So I had to. Uh, <laughs> I had to uh, behave. What what uh, what went down at the Copeland House? No, it was also very subdued. Uh, I was supposed to be in Melbourne doing the New Year's Eve um, BBL game. So it, it all sort of kicked off yesterday with COVID scares all around the place. So I ended up being at home, which was lovely. And Lennon had a wonderful afternoon. We went down to the park. It was really just nice family time. That's good, mate. Let's start off. And uh, We covered it yesterday on, on Drive. Travis Head, unfortunate news for him. Uh, positive COVID uh, test in the Australian camp. Uh, the Australians bring in three three players. Do you think it'll be one of those three that gets the nod there, or do you think it'll be Usman Kawaja that takes Travis Head's spot in the middle order? Yeah, incredibly unfortunate for Travis. I think he's probably just got to the point where after that big 150 uh, in game one at the Gabba and then a really good like up-tempo to change the game 50-odd at Adelaide, really started to establish himself and, and set his uh, mark on that number five spot. So really disappointing for Trav. And I think you're probably right on the latter stages there on Usman Kawaja. I think the other guys have been brought into the squad. They're all playing some really good cricket, but uh, Usman sort of earned that spot to be the spare batter at the start of the summer. And the way cricket selections normally go is uh, he earned that spot first, so he gets first crack. So that's the way I think they'll lean. Trent, we spoke yesterday to Peter Lawler, and obviously we were talking about um, Justin Langer in some regards. And I opened up the paper today, and Vaughan's made comments that they would love Langer to be the, the next England coach. Langer's appears dead men walking around. Can you tell us how this is happening when he's been so successful? Well, it's funny, isn't it? it Paddy Cummins gets asked in a, a post-day presser, uh, you know, is this a time where Dustin Langer gets an extension? He really just deflected and said, look, let's just focus on the cricket. But out of that has come this uh, whirlwind of innuendo that's got to the point where England are currently going so bad that they're like, well, let's get the coach of the other team if they don't want him. Um, So I think it's, look, wind back 12 months, we lose to India at the Gabba. Uh, That last test match, there was numerous... Um, discussions that were had by players, uh, administrators and even Justin himself about the dressing room environment, what needed to change, all those sort of things. As you guys well know, when you're losing, um, it's a pretty heated environment. So they've gone away, had some tough discussions and uh, it's obviously working incredibly well, winding back to the World Cup and, and now into this summer. But yeah, look, I think my opinion, and I've said it on this show, I've said it on a few interviews in recent times, I think the biggest hurdle that Justin Langer may need to get over to renew a contract is what the Australian cricket coach job actually looks like. Because I think my own personal opinion, there's no agendas here or anything behind it, but I think we're looking at split jobs. We're going to have a white ball coach and a test coach, in my opinion, and it's not too far away. Interesting take there, Copes. I want to now, I want to hone in. And all around Australia, if you take six for seven, I don't care if it's at the MCG, in the backyard, out on the street, if you take six for seven, you're expecting to play the next uh, the next game or the next day. <laughs> You've got the, the brand new half-tape tennis ball. Scotty Bolin, uh, he'd be very stiff if he misses out on Sydney, surely. Yeah, he would be very stiff. And it's an unfortunate thing about cricket. It, it's a 
amazing opportunity that falls your way to make a debut when someone else is out injured. Um, but then when you come in and you do so well, you, you create this havoc within the team because it's sort of this unwritten rule in sport, isn't it, that uh, you come into a person's place that's done well for so long. We're talking Josh Hazelwood here, but it can be in any sport. And, it, you know, the, the train of thought with the coaching staff, senior player group, um, and even the player themselves is I'm coming in to do a job and then I understand if I am then taken out of that spot. So, yeah, well, the question becomes, does he then displace someone else? Then you've got Mitchell Stark, who's probably the player of the series at the moment, and Pat Cummins, who's basically the PM. So it's one of those ones where I don't know, and Josh Hazelwood and his fitness is going to be a really tough one for Scotty Boland. But I hope he gets to play because I think he's earned it. And last week was close to the story of 2021 in a cricket sense for me. Yeah, that's right. I remember being at the MCG, actually, Trent, I was down there, and, and Merv Hughes was one of our guest speakers at a breakfast I was at on day two, and he spoke about there's no better place to make your debut than the MCG unless you're a Victorian making your debut on the MCG. And as you said, that Wicket Hall was amazing. Give us a preview for the fourth test. What's going to happen here in Sydney? Well, conditions are going to be a big one, and even the um, the lead-up to this test match, I know the Aussies arrived yesterday, which was a day later than they normally would. Um, there's COVID scares in both camps, so just, you know, pure and simple, teams actually getting to the point where they can get on the park is just going to be one of those challenges that whoever deals with that better uh, may well start the test better, but in recent times, the, uh, the grounds in there, Adam Lewis at the SCG has been working on trying to get his surface A, faster through the air. It's been a bit dour in recent times. Um, so I think that's one of their first aims. And then after that, it's about uh, pace and spin. Um, so whether we see a Mitch Swepson um, involved, I know George Bailey referenced that selection-wise, but if you're asking me to preview what's going to happen, Noddy, I think Australia are going to win and win handsomely because they've been absolutely thrashing the Poms so far. And, you know, they've got some serious work to do if they're going to aim up and compete. Copes, just with all the uh, COVID stuff going on, and, you know, and, and you're a golfer and Noddy's a golfer, you've always got your golf clubs in the car just in case a game of golf <laughs> pops up anywhere. Have you got, when you yeah. go in there and you're in the suit and you had the gloves on the other day, that was impressive. Uh, are you going to pack the whites at the, to the SCG in the kit just in case there's a little bit of a, a rippling scare go through the, bo- the bowling attack? <laughs> well, uh, there was a few people talking about it the other day. Well, Scotty Boland got to debut at his home ground. Jai debuted the, day, the game before. Uh, so, Or not debuted, but came back into the team. So I've always got my spikes, mate. I've been bowling to the boys while I've been on the road, which is not maybe yeah. a commonly known thing. Um, but no, there's so many bloody bowlers in this country we've seen this summer. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm well down the pecking order, but I'm really proud of, you know, domestic cricket in general. But, um, yeah, thanks for bringing that up with a suit and uh, wicket-keeping gloves, mate. I haven't caught much fuck about that. <laughs> no, it was, I, couldn't, I couldn't resist. It took me about 3.5 seconds to whip it up on our, uh, on our millions of chats. <laughs> the great man with the oven mitts on. But let's just switch sides now. Uh, and quickly touch on England. Uh, where, what to from here? They're, it's it's they've got to the point. The Ashes are gone. Uh, do they look to the future? Do they do they 
Do the bowlers get a farewell test? What's going to happen there? And I, we spoke yesterday again to Peter Layla on the on the drive show. What's happening with county cricket copes? I remember, and you would know too well, 10, 15 years ago, the, the Australian incumbents would go over and, and, and cut their teeth in the county competition and get ready to play test cricket. And it just seems that the English play, players aren't doing that enough. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. Mark Atherton wrote a fantastic article this week um, on where the problems stem from, the proposals he makes, proposals he makes to change um, the way things are done systemically. And I think you're right. Um, there's a couple of things that have changed in county cricket. Rules and eligibility um, have changed, so overseas players do have a bit of a tougher time getting in to play. Um, so if you haven't played international cricket yet, or um, a lot of BBL, you basically can't go over and play four-day cricket over there. Um, but look, in, as far as this last couple of tests goes, I think the bowling group has been largely pretty good. Um, they've probably, you know, made some errors on their length control and the plans that they've gone in with. And that's probably a question for bowling coach John Lewis and Silverwood, the coach. Um, but I think they're going to have to make some changes in the batting order. Joe Root, I was watching the other day, and Noddy, you were there on day two, when they started falling to pieces, I just thought to myself, we might catch Joe Root at the non-strikers and just drop his bat in frustration <laughs> watching these blokes just fall over at the other end. Like, imagine you're in the backyard, you're the only one scoring runs, and all your family are just getting knocked over at the other end, and then the game's over. You don't get to have your fun. It's, it's one of those I, ones where... I tell you who that is, and the great man Tristan Merlihan, Lord, so Tristan Merlihan will be on the show <laughs> later on. It would be his partner in indoor cricket up at the Gold Coast. It would be Joe Root is Tristan's batting partner at indoor cricket, just watching Tristan go minus five, minus five, <laughs> minus five, and you get down there to face one ball and then minus five again. Yeah, because I, I don't think people understand how incredible Joe Root's numbers are this year. Like, yeah. he is... I think third all time in test cricket for most calendar year runs. And England have lost like 10 out of their last 12 test matches. It's bordering on ridiculous. And I think other than David Milan and a few other guys, maybe Josh Butler in, in Adelaide, he's really had just no one go with him. So I think they've had to have some hard truths within, within those four walls of the England dressing room. And that's where they really need to aim up. But yeah, look, I think, the bowlers are probably okay. It's the batting group that really needs to stand up. Trent Copeland, thanks for you. You got the late night text. Oh, I sent a few around last night trying to get a bit of content. <laughs> you were the first one I sent, though, buddy. Just don't be uh, good man. You were the first one that I got. But thanks for joining us on the Saturday morning, Moes. Good luck on Channel 7's commentary. If you get a bowl, good luck. If you can get into the side, but if I look on the telestrator, I want to see in the bottom right hand corner just a little bit of NFL red zone. I reckon that you had NFL red zone up there, just in the corner. Oh, don't worry, it'll be up. It'll be up, just maybe not on the big screen. But no, thanks for having me. Happy New Year, guys.